a little different tempo because it is February, which is usually the month of love for everyone. Everyone's focused on Valentine's Day and stuff next week, but we're going to do something different. We're going to focus on the, the the scary times, and there's a lot of those moments that people have horror stories um, with the stock market. If you can elaborate or give any detail of things you may have heard without any names or just some small stories that you've heard, people make certain mistakes in the stock market. Um, and then maybe we can get into how do you avoid making these these certain mistakes? Yes. Um, you know, in the stock market, a lot of times, you know, in my experience, and even when I first started investing, I wanted to invest, but... I would read a lot of things and I, but at the end of the day, I was listening to too many people and I didn't really have a strategy. And so I didn't have an understanding or a mastery of the stock market. At some point you have to educate yourself and figure out what's going wrong and what's going right, because there are patterns to the stock market. When I started learning the stock market, I always knew I wanted to do better. And so what I, what I say is um, in anything in life, success leaves, foot, leaves footprints. Mm -hmm. And so you study the masters, like Michael Jackson said that. He learned how to dance. He studied the masters, all the greats. Kobe right. did it. Kobe studied the masters and all the greats. And so I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. I went from, from Warren Buffett to, and I said, okay, well, who was Warren Buffett's mentor? Benjamin Graham. So I studied him and then I tracked down some of the most innovative stock market investors in the country. Yeah. And so I watched their patterns and then I in turn honed my own pattern. And that's how I became really, really, really good at the stock market. Most people won't go to that level of detail. If you're going to do something, it's one thing to say, I'm going to give it a hundred percent. But what I would say is you know, two things, most people work harder on their jobs than they do on themselves, or they major in minor things. And so majoring in minor things means, oh, yeah, you can be busy at a lot of things, but what are you accomplishing? Right. And so if I'm looking at long term, and I know that most people's biggest fear is, can I retire? Am I going to outlive my money? Well, then that's not, that's not minor to me, that's major. And so I'm going to major in major things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I am going to make sure that when it comes to me and my long-term investment, that I'm going to study the grades or I'm going to study the masters and I'm, going to, I'm not going to cut any corners on me. These are the kind of things that when I show somebody something, rest assured, I have researched it to the 10th power. You know? When you, you I mean, you made a valid point, like you said, uh, to, to master it, you have to look at the people who were the masters in front of you, you know, who who understood it and studied their game. You know, when you first started, obviously, I'm sure you made some mistakes and you lost some money. If you don't mind providing, like, what would have been the biggest amount or the biggest loss maybe you experienced when you first started? Playing into the whole horror stories of the stock market, because everyone sees profit and they're like oh i'm gonna do this this and they don't know that obviously you're gonna probably take some l's right before you you know as you're starting it what was what was the worst l you've probably taken or one one of when you first started doing this Ooh, i'll give you a, a, several 
Well, when I here and here's some of the mistakes that people make, um, short term and long term. So 401ks, 401ks at the job, people are so passive that they just worry. They just say, I know I have a 401k, but they don't understand their 401k. They don't know that you can change your 401k around. You can manage it. So many people are just very, very passive in their 401k because they go, the job has it. So they don't understand like the nuances of finances because they don't know that they can, you know, move it around. They can take their money. They can be aggressive. You know, my VP, she actually sat me down and I have been at my company for like 10 or 12 years and we were just having a casual conversation and I had mine in kind of cash and whatever. And she's like, oh no, you need to put it in Berkshire. You have Berkshire Hathaway stock. What are you doing? Yeah. And I was 10 years into the game of, of, of my job. And so when I switched it and she's like, you need to be very aggressive and do this. And she's like, Berkshire B is like the best stock you can get. Like, and so I changed it. Now, fast forward that, you know, my whole military career when I didn't really touch my TSP at all, just left it alone, right? And then when I got to, you know, to Berkshire, you know, it took a VP to sit me down in a casual conversation to do it. So how much money did I lose real time over those 10 years? A lot, right? Yeah. And then to, to, to make matters worse, the pandemic. So I had mm. built up, my 401k to $600,000. And then the pandemic hit. So I had like $630,000. And the pandemic hit and everything dropped like a rock. When it dropped down to 300, and that's when I left the company. When it was 50% of that's what I had. Which was 300 Gs down the drain. And then I walked away from the company. I walked away from the from my salary and my 401k at the lowest with no safety net because I banked on me. And when I decided to learn the stock market, looking back in retrospect, that was one of the reasons I said, I'm going to get my money back because nobody cares <laughs> about my money more than me. So I became a like a maniac on trying to, and I have since made my money back in the stock mm. market. And so, but even like you said, I took some L's along the way. Yeah. So I've lost, I made bad decisions. Like I followed the shiny object, like other people, I would see things on TV and buy things, you know, at the wrong price. And then the stock would go down. I would hold the stocks too long. These are the most common mistakes that people make. And they don't have a strategy. So I, I say, you know what, um, this is not, I'm not going to outsmart my way to get my $300,000 back. I got to learn from the masters. <laughs> and That's I true. went on and during the pandemic, you know, I had time to do that. And then plus, like I said, I was in between jobs. I had other opportunities and other, you know, other, you know, means of income, but I was seriously serious when, once I figured out a pattern and you know the the craziest thing is this is like tailor-made for me this situation when i watched the the news and tv i saw you know one of the most popular tv personalities for the stock market um kramer jim kramer on cnbc he's very popular 
has a big following. But one of the things he said that that struck me was it was about a week or two ago, and he said, "You know, this stock market is unlike anything we've ever seen." And he said, "Sometimes when you when the playbook doesn't work, you just throw it out and get a new playbook." Right. And so, and what he meant by that is, you know, artificial intelligence is taken over a lot. And so in the stock market, what he said was, you know, he's, he came from Wall Street. He's an investment guy, but he's not a technology expert okay. and neither are the Wall Street people. So a lot of the analysts and people in Wall Street, they have economics backgrounds, but they're not from Silicon Valley. They don't understand how technology, so they don't know how to value it. They can guess at it. Here I am. I have an accounting degree. <laughs> I have a business degree. Plus, I'm an AI expert. Yeah. I yeah. I know it. I know it left and right in my sleep. And so I can put two and two together. So I have I'm sitting here and I'm it's like tailor-made for my skill set. Yeah. And so I can see what he can't see. Yeah, and so this is why I'm running circles around the mar the stock market is because I have skill sets in both. They have skill sets in one. I have skill sets in both. So I'm avoiding the landmines. I'm seeing the patterns. Most people will say, you know, when you're in your element and when you're in your space and, you know, when you're like totally all there. So I think I have a 360 view and vision of this is where I'm supposed to be at the time I'm supposed to be. But the good thing is if I would have never left my safety zone. Right. Comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. My comfort zone, all of those things, I would have never fulfilled my, you know, I guess my mission in life. You know, I understand the stock market. I understand how to teach it and I can explain it in very plain, simple English, but it's a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity this this time in the stock market the next two or three years is one going is going to be the biggest wealth transfer probably in the history of the united states and some people are going to figure it out too late but the people that get in earlier or now this is the iphone moment five years from now People are going to look back and be like, oh, my God, if I knew what I knew, you know, but all of that. Why? Why <laughs> is it? Why is it now? Why now? Is because. So there is a, a venture capitalist and one of the most successful venture capitalists, you know, uh, Peter Thiel, and he wrote a book called Zero to One. And so what Zero to One says, they asked him, what does he invest in? you know, when he invests in companies, because he's the one who lent Mark Zuckerberg money to start Facebook. Okay. He lent, yeah, he lent um, Elon, you know, the money for Tesla, you know, those kind of things, right? Oh. So he's a really, really good venture. So when, when they asked him, he goes, and he was doing this in a um, Stanford University class. And then out of that class came the book, Zero to One. So what he said was, he says, I invest in companies that are next level. So if you have a phone, like an iPhone, and you have a Samsung or, you know, some of the phones out now, he said, really, every year it comes out to, oh, we have a better camera. Oh, we have better voice. Oh, we have better email. Oh, we have, these are little things. 
that's a zero, that's zero to zero. Mm-hmm. Those are just little changes. But he said like, so when you went from the flip phone to the iPhone, that was zero to one because right. it changed the game. You have cars. So with the car business was always, um, you know, oh, we got this car, it's a little bit faster. Oh, this one saves gas mileage. Oh, this one is more economically friendly. He said, so those, all those things for years and years and years was zero to zero. Then Tesla came out zero to one. So it changed the game. And so, so, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. And, And so then he goes, now you have all of these things. People are used to the phone. They're used to the internet you know, little nuances, right? Oh, this one is better than this one. This search engine is better than this. And then you have chat GPT comes out zero to one. It's changing the game. And so Apple in the fall is going to change the game. And there's a couple of other companies that's going to change the game. And there are patterns in the stock market. Every 10 years, the top 10 companies usually change. There's three or four companies right now that nobody knows about. But in five years, everybody's going to know about those companies. This is how, you know, this is game changing time. And people, like I said, there are, there are people that are going to reap the benefits and then here comes everybody else. It's a little late. too late sometimes. Right, right. And so sometimes being Johnny on the spot or, or really being a student or, you know, there's a reason Kobe is Kobe, right? right. <laughs> um, my skill set is tailor-made for this moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and that's what I was going to get into. I mean, you have created this group because you have your strategies and like you said, your niche, your, your skill set that uh, others don't have, even the people that you looked up to and learned this stuff from, they don't have the access to certain information or things that you, you may know or have done research-wise. And I think that's probably a testament to why people should join and, and, and get this information from you because it's not out there. It's not easily accessible. They don't know immediately what's going to blow within the mm-hmm. next five years. And so that's what I wanted to know is why now, and clearly you know something that others may not know. And, you know, I think something we talked about last week was the average individual um, being a little scared to, to jump into the stock market. And, and, and I would think it'd be with uh, because of lack of knowledge. Um, but then mm-hmm. we also have this thing to do where we have so much pride that even with lack of knowledge, we're still going to try to do it and figure it out. And we don't know what we're doing. And so now we're losing money and now we lost money. It's like, oh, this doesn't work because we've, we've, we were scared to take the risk, took a risk, but it wasn't calculated. So I think uh, this information that you kind of tease out is perfect because it lets us know um, that you know what you're talking about. We need to know what else what else you know to help us be successful in this. So um, yeah, no, that that I'm glad you were able to answer that question because I never knew how this worked. You know, I, I understand there's certain times when when in a few years this will be this and you need to jump on it now. And I've heard, you know, with you having meetings with my dad and I've heard some of the seminars you've done, you've mentioned it, you've been adamant about it. Like you've spoke about it every single time. I'm like, why, why now? But that makes a lot of sense. You know, basically this is a Powerball moment. Somebody's going to give you the Powerball numbers. And then there are some people be even skeptical about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so, but this is, this is more in line, you know, and this is why you don't, sometimes people are not ready to receive the information. Right. Um, 
but you know you sometimes you have to step out there and you have to understand why and you know in in this environment what i usually say i was reading an article yesterday vanguard they did an article on 401ks and what they were saying was most people um because they're raising families and at what i mentioned before they don't manage their 401k aggressively right. or their you know even if you're in the military the tsp aggressively it's more passive so when they get to about 50 to 52 the average household has $250,000 in their 401k. And then once the kids are out of the house and in college, but from 50 to 64 is when they usually make up a lot of that money. Okay. And you know, to because then they're thinking about retirement, they go, okay, I raised the family, the kids are out of the house. Now I have a little bit of, I'm an empty nester. So now I'm, and I'm, I'm seasoned in my job at 45 to 50, you know, you say, okay, I finally got my life together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a jealous, you know, if my kids are growing, I'm happy, I'm in a good spot. And so from 50 to 64 is when people, they go, okay, let me pay attention to my finances because I want my golden years to be golden in the next 15 years. And so they take that 200 and now they want to learn the stock market. Now they want to learn investing and those kind of things. But still, they don't understand the strategy. So they go to different things. They'll go to a financial advisor or they'll go to, see you know different kind of you know wealth managers but not all wealth managers are cut from the same cloth right Right. so it's luck luck of the draw and so this is where you have variation and so i always you know i talk to my wife and i say you know um she asked me sometimes why i second guess doctors or something like that because if i hear something that's quite not quite right I may research it because it's me, right? <laughs> and so I always tell her, and I, I go, hey, you know, the the last graduating person at medical school, the person who graduated with D plus, what do you call them? Doctor. <laughs> right? So I don't know if that person is an A or a B or a C, if right. they barely made it out, but they're still a doctor. So I'm going to be... I'm going to trust everyone, but cut the cards when they give me some information, right? <laughs> that's you know, what I said. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a valid point. I don't think people think about that a lot. Uh, yeah, you're the person you're calling doctor, the, the, like you said, the last person graduating. How do we, how do we know that, you know, I, the more we have this conversation, I'm always going to ask, you know, for you to, to big up yourself. And I know people don't like to, but how do we know? that you aren't um the doctor with the the d's how do we know that well um and so i would say that you know you look at the facts like like i this is why when i'm teaching a class i'll show my exact bank account i don't hide it Mm -hmm. i don't show i said hey if you just copy my investments you'll make the same amount but not on you know maybe not on the same scale but You'll be successful, but I, you know, most people are not going to do that. I will sit there and coach people because I want everybody to do well. And I want people to know exactly what I know. Years ago, one of my mentors said, uh, he said, Jay, if you were put on trial, how successful were you or did you make people better? Is there enough evidence to convict you? 
And what he meant by that is, there are there enough people that will sing your praises whether you're around or not? And he said, if you do that and you solve that problem, you won't have any problems. <laughs> and so that's what I try to aspire to be. So I say, hey, when I do something, I'm going to always be a positive. But those are the things that that make a difference. And so when I when I decided to go in this direction, I actually was going to, you know, I have an artificial intelligence business. But right. because people were interested in this, I started doing that. I said, well, you know what? There are more people passionate about this than when I'm having conversations about AI. I can see people. They, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm, you know, and it's like, okay, well. But, you know, you know, you know the, more, the more this grows, um, you will have that audience that will come in. And that's what I wanted to also elaborate on and, and mm-hmm. ask you, you know, this isn't just a stock market conversation um, and, and it won't be moving forward. And it isn't just a group that touches on that. I'm assuming, you know, you are, you are in the financial realm, which is, I like to say you, you're well knowing, all knowing in all of those um, and, and the research and stuff that you've done and, and the knowledge that you have, it isn't just that one specific topic. So those that are interested and um, want to tap in, there's more information uh, that he can provide you outside of just the stock market. Um, but yeah, I think we should, we should, we need to get you some shirts with the, with the gavel uh, and, and it needs to stay seriously serious. <laughs> I've heard yep. you say it a few times, get the gavel because you're, you're, who was it? You said your manager or CEO was like, uh, you know, could somebody be able to convict you? I think with the amount of people you've had in now, I think you would, you would definitely be serving your sentence for being able to have an impact on others. So um, mm-hmm. I, I think we've, we've, we've touched on enough for this one. Um, it was good to speak to you again, and we'll probably be able to do this again next week. Hey, thank you. I, I appreciate you. Let's keep doing what we're doing and, and, and make some money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>